0: Hey there community welcome to season three of the providence podcast i'm sister leslie and i'm so glad you're here at godspace we have all kinds of ways to connect with other people and to grow your spirituality so be sure to sign up for our newsletter and stay connected with us visit godspacecommunity.com and follow us on social media too Glad Space is a ministry of the Sisters of Divine Providence of Kentucky, and you are more than welcome to stay connected with us as well. You can find us at cdpkentucky.org and wherever you find yourself on social media. Now let's get started with our scripture reading and do some reflecting together. So, this week, we're going to mix it up a little bit. We're still going to read scripture, don't worry. But this time, it's going to be interspersed in the reflection. So, you can listen for that and see how it goes. This Sunday's readings seem to be about leadership and what good leadership does and does not look like. For example, it does not look like the priests described
1: by the prophet Malachi in the first
0: reading. You
1: have turned aside from the way and have caused many to falter by your instruction. You have made void the covenant of Levi, says the Lord of hosts. Ouch. Good leadership also does not look like the Pharisees as Jesus sees them. For they preach, but they do not practice. They tie up heavy burdens, hard to carry, and lay them on people's shoulders, but they will not lift a finger to move them. All their works are performed to be seen. Whoa, Jesus calls them
0: out too. So, what is good leadership? Well, it's like Paul and his companions were with the community at Thessalonica.
1: We were gentle among you, as a nursing mother cares for her children. With such affection for you, we were determined to share with you not only the gospel of God, but our very selves as well. So dearly, beloved, had you become to us. When Paul was with the
0: community, he worked hard so that he wouldn't burden people. And he set an example of what gospel living looks like. So, his leadership among people looked like presence and humility, compassion, and love. His leadership also looked like service. In fact, it sounds a
1: lot like how Jesus himself describes leadership. As for you, do not be called rabbi. You have but one teacher, and you are all siblings. Do not be called master. You have but one master, the Christ. The greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts themselves will be humbled, but whoever humbles themselves will be exalted. So Christ's call to leadership may be a challenging
0: one, but it's pretty clear. Lead by serving. Don't be showy. But humble yourself. Keep it real. Lead by being one with people. Also, I'm not sure that this call is reserved only for those who hold official positions of leadership. It's actually a call for all of us who follow Christ. As disciples, we're all called to lead in some way. If it's not in church ministry, it's as parents or caregivers, neighbors and community members— In fact, each of us, in our own context, is called to witness God's compassion and love through our care for other people. We are called to model ourselves after Jesus, who, though he was divine, lived a simple, humble life in service to people. Service is a privilege, but it shouldn't offer us the kind of privilege that elevates our status. When we lead through compassion and care, we're humble, like Christ. As I think about it, we have lots of examples of people who have shown us how to lead by serving. We just celebrated the feasts of all saints and all souls, and these occasions are such beautiful invitations to reflect on our spiritual role models. Maybe canonized saints or figures from scripture come to mind. I know lots of people who love Francis, the little humble man from Assisi, and his partner in faith, Claire. There are others who feel a certain kinship with mystics, like Julian of Norwich, Teresa of Avila, or a holy man from more recent times, Thomas Merton. We are blessed with a legacy of leaders and servants and role models. Some of them make a life of faith look easy, and some found God through circuitous routes and pitfalls. But there's something about their journeys that can resonate with ours, something about them that we can look up to. It's not just famous people who make up our community of saints, but it's also the people in our families and communities that have left lasting impacts on us, loved ones whom we may credit for our own faith. I think of my grandmas and my aunts and great aunts who taught me a lot about how to live a life of faith. Think of some of my grade school teachers also who did the same. had mentors in college who helped me to figure out a lot of life stuff and accompanied me as I discerned my vocation. I think of the sisters who lovingly and patiently helped me to grow into my vocation, and I still need them for sure. As a religious sister, I'm kind of extra blessed to be part of a particular kind of legacy of faith, part of a movement that started hundreds of years ago in France when an obscure country priest heard a call and said yes. He invited a few women to come along with him, and they said yes too. But a movement isn't built with the responses of just a few people. It takes each one of us, person by person, choice by choice, step by step, to build a legacy. It takes prayer and discernment and faith, yes. And it also takes relationships. Why did we grow into our faith? Because someone loved us enough to help us to grow. Someone helped that person in the same way, and the person before them, all the way back to Paul with the Thessalonians, and ultimately, back to Jesus, telling his followers to serve people, and then showing them how. In the Northern Hemisphere, it's growing darker and colder each day, and that can make me feel a little pensive. I remember loved ones who have gone to God, and that's a little bittersweet. My community has a prayer service each year to honor our deceased sisters and associates, and I always feel their loss, along with all the others we've lost over the years. And that can bring some tears. But the other part of bittersweet is the sweetness that comes from knowing and loving and being loved by such holy people. The feasts of all saints and all souls can be thin places if we allow them to be. They can be spaces where earth and heaven are close and not divided by a chasm. And we hold our beloveds, the ones with us and the ones who have gone before us, with love and gratitude, and they hold us too. As people of faith, we know we're not alone. We belong to a wide and beautiful community, communion of holy people. We know that, but we have to keep remembering. We have to remind each other, and maybe that's what Christian leadership looks like. Maybe that's why Christ calls us to service to keep us aware of how much God loves and cares for each of us, and to help us to know that we belong to each other. Amen. And now let's continue our reflection and maybe even go a little deeper. Who are the people who have loved and cared for you? Who have helped you to grow in your faith what is it about them that drew you to them or them to you What does serving in love and humility look like? Have you ever experienced that kind of leadership either in someone else or yourself? Where was God in that? is God calling you to serve right now? And who? Maybe just take a few minutes to listen for God's call
1: and see where it goes.
0: Thanks for listening to the Providence Podcast. I hope you continue to stay connected with God's face and, of course, the Sisters of Divine Providence of Kentucky. As you continue on your faith journey, may you notice all the ways that God cares for you, and may we all take good care of each other. Peace.